Everybody's having a happy Thursday. Jeremiah, how's your Thursday going like the Bible? It's kicking off. We got, we on Friday, Junior. Friday, I call it Friday, Junior, right? Mm-hmm. That's my, I was like, what do I call it? That's what you call it? Um, It's kicking off good. You know, we got a whole day full of group chat. So I'm excited to jump in and get the, get the people going, get them riled up in their cars at their workplaces. Get them riled up in their cars at their workplaces. Well, we're also going to Alabama this weekend mm-hmm. for Democracy Now or Never, which is hosted by Alabama Forward to celebrate the intersection of activism and black culture. Uh, there's going to be like workshops and assemblies and all type of things. And then I am doing stand up. This is on Saturday evening in Alabama at uh, Riverfront Park and Riverwalk Amphitheater mm-hmm. in Montgomery. And we're there for the for the voting and for the people. Make sure y'all register to vote. If you're not if you're not in Alabama and you're somewhere else, register to vote. You know, there's no time like the present. The present. And vote and. No one's saying that voting is going to solve everything, but hey, it's going to solve something. So you might as well be involved. Now, we have a whole day of group chats. That is correct. Um, this first story that we're going to be talking about is, I, I this was actually sent to me. And it was uh, written by, it's an op-ed piece Mm -hmm. written by the head of the LA chapter of the NAACP, Kyle Bowser. Kyle Bowser, who is the husband of Yvette Lee Bowser, Uh who was the creator of... Living Single. That is correct. Okay, they're all connected. Yeah, we're going to talk about BET, y'all. Everybody always talking about BET. I feel like every Blue Moon there's a tweet that's like, what is BET doing? Why are they always playing Baby Boy? <laughs> so we're going to break that break down, like, you know, some of the updates at BET. And kind of like our vision for just like black content and black television as a whole. Yes, we're going to do all of that. I mean, I think BET is just such a staple. Mm-hmm. And it's one of those things where it's like, it's almost, it's like, it's like pesky. It's like you can't. <laughs> Kite, wrap your hand around it. Right, right. So we're going to get into it. Maybe today, Jeremiah, like the Bible, and I, Amanda Seals, maybe today we will land on what BET should be. They go call us. Like, y'all figured it out. You're hired. The task force (laughs) is successful. So that is going down. Uh, And what else we have? We have Most Likely. Yep, that's right. I'm giving out a seal show superlative this hour. So, you know, stay locked in to find out who I'm giving it to. Yes. So it's going down. Hit us up. 1-855-AMANDA-8. That's 1-855-262-6328. Remember, if you want to join me for the premiere of the latest episode of Small Doses Podcast, then you should be on YouTube, Amanda Seals TV, today at 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern, because we'll be debuting side effects of climate change. It's going to be a dope, dope episode. And, you know, you want to come and hang out. I'll be in the chat. All right, but we're going to be here for now. So it's time to listen, laugh, and learn. It's the Amanda Seals Show. Welcome back, y'all. It's the Amanda Seals Show here with Jeremiah Like the Bible on a group chat Thursday. What are we talking about this hour? Well, we got to talk about this article that came out in Variety. You know, BET is going through some changes. Like every week there's an update about who is trying to buy BET. So, you know, you had Tyler Perry, Byron Allen, Diddy, Shaquille O'Neal, 50 Cent, Kenya Barris. The list goes on, Amanda. Every day somebody's like, let me put my, my hand in the pot to try to get this. But it really has opened the conversation around, like, who should own BET? And this article by Kyle Bowser said that maybe the network should be community-owned. So essentially, like, every 
part of the black community kind of hold a stake in the in the um, company. So it's more community owned versus like one sole investor who has a lot of money. But, you know, us together. I mean, I don't know how that how does that work, though, <laughs> in terms of like getting things across the line? I mean, I guess the idea is that we're, it's community owned, mm-hmm. but not com- but not like the whole community decides on every decision. Right. right. But we all have a, um, a stake in it financially in the success of the company. So the company succeeds. <laughs> we all succeed if it. I mean, I guess the other part of that, too, is that that would kind of inform the behaviors, right, of Mm -hmm. folks who have that stake Mm -hmm. in their supporting of the The network, the brand, Mm -hmm. like in how they can advance the brand. Because, you know, in that situation, you would want to have other partners that can, like, enhance Mm -hmm. things. And for what it's worth, I think when you have its community owned, that means... Although there's still like a majority stake and leadership in the company, those people kind of have to listen to the stakeholders a little bit more. It's not just you're the audience who has no say. Now you're like actual stakeholders in the brand, in the company. So your voice matters a little bit more. Well, you know, um, so my financial planner was telling me that that's really like the biggest thing about like black folks being involved in like stocks Mm -hmm. and having shares in companies where we are really big consumers. Because now if we have shares, Mm -hmm. they we can vote our shares, right? Mm-hmm. So if we get enough other shareholders to agree with us about something, then it makes it go up the chain and they have to like pay attention. So he was saying that like, uh, like Microsoft, for instance, had this like face uh, censoring, like face sensor software that they were using for police departments. Uh-huh. And it was like very inherently racist, just like the way that it was operating and him and like a bunch of other shareholders, like, voted their shares and were like, no, like you all need to do like proper, take this off the market. Like there needs to be proper testing of this because it's actually like impacting like communities. Mm. Um, I didn't know that you could do that. I thought that, you know, if you have a share, it just means that you get a share of the money. I didn't know it meant you got a share to say. No, you had a little say in it. So how many shareholders do you think it'll take for them to stop playing baby boy every Friday at midnight? 5011. <laughs> like, you know, we love Tyrese. 5011. And uh, Taraji. We love them. I think we got it. I think we get it. I love them. You going to make them tacos? <laughs> no, but I really do think there, I really hope that we are able to kind of get this back on, this this uh shit back on course. Because at one point, you know, BET was a staple in the black community, in the black community as far as content and television. And somehow, you know, it's just kind of, like you said, can't really find its footing. It's like sometimes they're in a stride, they're getting it. And it's like, oh, okay. I don't think BET knows what its identity is. I mean, that's very important when you're running a brand in a company. Who are you? As a person, who are you? We will talk about that when we get back. Like, what do y'all think the identity of BET is Mm -hmm. other than just black? And I think (laughs) what we really understand is that black, as we have always said, is not a monolith right right so when we get back we're going to talk about what we consider to be the identity of BT Mm -hmm. and there's been several different ones so keep it like right here to the Amanda Seal show and call us up 1-855-AMANDA-8 that's 1-855-262-6328 the Amanda Seal show we up we up we up we're back at the Amanda Seals show. It's Amanda Seals here with Jeremiah Like the Bible. On a Thursday group chat. We've been talking about BET this morning. Yes, yes. Black entertainment television. They're saying there's a possibility that there could be like a group buying community mm. ownership situation. Given Tulsa, you know, we all go put our hand in the pot. Have a whole black Wall Street part two with a TV network now. Yay! <laughs> um, I just make we need to make sure we have a militia too. Yeah, yeah. You know what the problem to me with BET has always been is that it doesn't really have, or it hasn't for a while, had like a very clear identity. 
Um, and I don't know if that's because it was trying to like serve too many folks mm-hmm. or if it just was no longer a vision of one person's. Well, you know, they say you can't, when you try to serve 20 people, you end up serving nobody. <laughs> like you can't, you try to help everybody. You can't help anybody. Um, I think there has been, to your point, there's like someone at the helm with a clear vision. I think that's reflective in the work. But, but if there isn't someone at the helm who knows what they want it to be, because for right now, it's just black entertainment television. Black is not... Uh, I guess a defining thing. It could be. I mean, so many things, so many different people. Some people that. Means, I mean, Clarence Thomas is black. Tim have, Scott is black. We don't want to see that. But you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, so we can't. You can't just be like it's black. Right. That's not a signifier. Like even smart, funny, and black. Like my brand is mm-hmm. not just black. It's smart, yeah, and it's funny. funny, and black. Right. So there's like a a clear delineation of like what's happening over here. Black entertainment television really just says we gonna have entertainment by black folks. Or for black folks. Because also who, what, what black people find entertaining is so, so bad. Well, I was going to say, you know, we've been talking about the fact that um, a lot of times people feel like if you make things in the niche of blackness, that mm-hmm. it's like not attracting enough people. Right, right. And when we see things like how The Root has just like, we just found out that The Root was owned by a white person and now explains like real, you know, uh, weird stuff that was going on. There's a black owned magazine that at one time asked me to write an article about (laughs) what do black women need to do to connect with their white, uh, like white allies. Nothing. And I was like, (laughs) why would you, of all the people that you would ask to write this article, what made you come to me? That's a sure article though. Real quick. (laughs) Nothing. Pay me my check. Um, but I feel like for me, when I was growing up, BET was very clearly about black entertainment. And mm. when I say that, I mean, it was like, you're going to see Donnie Simpson mm. um, interviewing artists on Video Soul and then playing the videos. And then the black entertainment element is also going to be factored in like the cartoons that they showed would be like the Jackson five or fat Albert. Well, we know that was related to the actual Jackson five fat Albert was Cosby show, right? It was Bill Cosby. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you also were going to see like a, a diaspora. There was a diaspora element, right? Cause there was uh Caribbean rhythms. Um, everyone remembers Rachel on Caribbean rhythms. And there was of course BET nightly news, which also had like, Uh, the concept of like, you know, we feel like we need to insert this information in because you've been getting all pop culture. Right, right, right. As we're talking, I feel like what we actually saw was that BET decided to branch out beyond music. Mm -hmm. And that's when we started to see things get a little bit like confusing when it was grounded very much in music. It was like, we already knew what was coming, Mm -hmm. whether it was uncut. (laughs) Okay. Or Sita's world. It was round. It was grounded in music, and so we knew that that's where we would go to celebrate Black music. Well, that's what we're going to talk about when we get back. How the new ways to show up are happening, and they're not happening on BET. They're not. Uh, but we're gonna. But maybe they should be. They could be. You know. So let's get into that when we get back right here to the Amanda Seal Show. Give us a call one eight five five Amanda eight. That's one eight five five two six two six three two eight. What do you feel about BET? Do you even still watch BET? I don't even know where BET is on the dial. But then I guess we don't really have the dial no more. Right. right. So hit us up one eight five five Amanda eight. We'll be right back. It's the Amanda Seal Show. The Amanda Seal Show. We up. We up. We up. Talk to me, baby. Pulling out my phone. Talk to me, baby. Pulling out my phone. Talk to me, baby. Oh, 
Make sure you call us up 1855 Amanda 8. That's 1855-262-6328. It's group chat on the Amanda Seals show. This is the Amanda Seals show. It's your girl Amanda Seals, your favorite comedian and common sense specialist, chilling here with Jeremiah like the Bible on a group chat Thursday. I love a group chat Thursday when we sit here and we just chat it up about, you know, things that you guys are already talking about. People have been talking about BT possibly getting bought by you know, Tyler, Everybody. Dick and Johnny, uh, <laughs> Ronnie, Bobby, Ricky and Mike. And, um, you know, the thing about it though, is that whoever buys BT is also carrying with them the legacy that BT has had, which mm-hmm. over the years has become really a bit, I think a bit confusing for folks. Yeah. Yeah. Now yeah. there are places on, there are artists who have had great success on T on BT, right? Like yes. Miss Pat, mm-hmm. you know, she, she's, Somebody who I think would de- definitely say that like sh- BT kind of added like it like reinvigorated her career mm-hmm. with this whole other element because she got the uh, scripted show. Yeah, the Miss Pat show. The Miss Pat show. Shout out to Tammy Roman who be killing it <laughs> on that show. And apparently now she's also doing two animated shows. That you know, I feel like the names of the shows uh, <laughs> leave a lot to, to discussion. Uh, the names of the shows are HUD. Uh, housing and urban development, right? And um, crack babies <laughs> with a K. With a with a K. There it is. So it's yeah. a little it's a little different. But I will say I think that th- this kind of shows like the effort to be more scripted or create original content. So I, I feel like we're going. You know, Tyler Perry got the whole BT Plus situation. So things are happening. But I do think there is a conversation about we talked about last break that at one point BT was censored around music, and that was like kind of its its underlying ability to connect all of the content. But as the music industry changed, and as Content in general generally changed. They had to kind of evolve. You got to. Uh, in this very moment, I just read that uh, Shannon Sharp is leaving Undisputed. Mm. Uh, he literally bought his deal out to get away from Skip Bayless. I thought she was going to say he bought BET. <laughs> no, but he, you just said about like getting to your audience. Yeah, and he's like, yeah. I got to get away from this one mm. so I can get to my audience. Right. Good for you. I mean, he has, his, he has his podcast. You see that too? You see emerged a lot of like these black podcasts that are coming out to kind of just create new p- platforms and pathways to tell black stories in the ways that we haven't been able to on traditional media platforms. I mean, I think that it's high time and mm. this, this, uh, what's it called? This strike is going to yeah. force the issue. The right to strike. So what do y'all think? one eight five five Amanda 8 That's one 262 Would you want to see more digital like creators getting to have a bigger platform on PET or do you actually like seeing your digital creators in their digital spaces? Cause once upon a time it meant like, Oh, you still digital. Right. Right. But now it's like, no, I'm, I'm doing my thing. And it's authentic. You know, once also, once you go into a, the space of Let the me tell network, you something. Let me just stop you there. Corporate. So BET is notorious for overdevelopment. Really? And what I mean by overdevelopment, y'all, is that when you sell a show to a network, what happens is you get assigned an executive or two or three, and they then begin uh, just kind of like helping to formulate what the show is going to be Mm -hmm. and how it goes from an idea to reality. And BET is notorious for shows not making it beyond that because the executives are just keeping it in a chokehold to make themselves feel like they are doing their job. And it's unfortunate because they're not artists. They're not creatives. They'd be calling themselves that. I, there's an executive at BET who has producer in her, in her um, bio. And it's like, you are, you are an executive. 
you're not a producer. You ain't never made nothing from scratch before. You've always been on the side of the network and controlling their purse strings. And now you want to come over here and act like you're creative. And that's why you give terrible notes. Does this sound personal? It is. Okay, so that being said, hit us up 1855-AMANDA8. That's 1855-262-6328. For the record, though, I would love to see BET win. Yeah, yeah. We'll be right back to the Amanda Seal Show. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. All right, y'all. Welcome back to the Amanda Seals Show. It's Amanda Seals here, and it is time for Jeremiah Like the Bible's weekly segment, most likely to... All right, Jeremiah, give us your Seals Show Superlative of the Week. So today's Seals Show Superlative goes to, actually it is, most likely to take that ring off. Y'all like, who's looking ring off, y'all? Who's looking ring off? Chanel Iman? <laughs> no, it's actually Amber Riley. Oh. So Amber Riley recently did an inter- exclusive interview with Exonico where she came to kind of reveal like that she broke off her engagement. Oh. With her previous ex-fiance, Deshaun Black. It was a very public relationship. You know, they was on the gram. Okay. She, so she said, she said, y'all, this is a quote now. I'm quoting Amber. And she okay. said, when it was good, it was good. When it was bad, it was terrible, honey. I had to get the F out of there. Oh, wow. She went on to say that I don't owe anybody a happily ever after. You will find happiness and enjoy it and work through it. Which I love. You know, we love people like, don't don't stay trying to make it work. If it, you know when it don't work. Let it go. Um, but apparently she got a new man. <laughs> <laughs> well, she, she has a baby. She has a baby? Amber Riley? Yeah. No, she has a baby. No, you know who I'm thinking of? Who do we, we always confuse the two? Oh, uh, Raven Goodwin. Raven Goodwin. <laughs> I was like, wait, she has a baby? <laughs> no. They have, they're in a movie together, though, where they're like playing like yes. uh, lookalikes kind of. Well, it's kind of like a single white female type yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but she has a new man. Amber Riley has a new man. She said this time around, she's doing it differently, though. She's intentionally... Being more private and keeping this relationship to herself because last time was more public. And I think when you do that, you open like you have to do interviews now. Be like, so yeah, yeah, I know I told y'all I was getting married, but now we're not getting married no more. <laughs> um, she said she's not her boyfriend, although they've been together for eight months, but she's protective of him because he's a father and really isn't interested in the whole like public figure thing, which I can respect. You know, as a matter of fact, you know I'm all for keeping your stuff behind closed doors, especially when you're like in the public light, because when you don't. You end up almost likely to, or, or or just anything. People are people are able to comment on it, give their thoughts on it. Which who whose business is it? Well, I agree with you, and we've been talking all hour about BET being like this black entertainment space. Mm-hmm. And I think you know there was a certain point where they really became a reality TV. Mm-hmm. You know, trying to be in the reality TV of it, and people. We end up almost like creating our own reality TV shows when right, we're sharing right. our relationships on on Instagrams, et cetera, et cetera. I mean. You know, I won't lie to you. I I share, but I feel like I 
make it my business to try and share like real kind of just like innocuous, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. you not, there's not, we're not having a whole conversation. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, just enough. Just enough. And it's uh, usually for me, it's like, I would, I just like to share because I know one, people love to see black love mm. and two, because I, a lot of times it's just like funny. Well, I think in her case, like too, like I did it that way one time I was public. It was cool. But now let me do it. Let's see how it worked. We do a little Well, I think the other part of it too, is like, you have to make sure that this person isn't going to embarrass you. That's true too. And that right there, honey, child. Don't be embarrassed, y'all. You need at least a year. <laughs> Before you put them on the ground. Yeah. I feel at that. least I feel a year. That. What do y'all think? one 855 8 What is your timeline for somebody getting to be rep- represented as mm. your relationship on the gram? You know what I also want to know? Have you ever broke off an engagement, y'all? If you've gave a ring back, let me know. Mm. Because that's also like to be like, Cause once you get engaged, that's like, oh, we about to we about to, we about to. So to get there and be like, actually, hit a rain bat. Yeah, hit yeah. us up. And what was the reason? One eight five five. As we're like, keep your relationship private. <laughs> right. We're like, call us up. Tell us everything. One eight five five Amanda eight. That's one eight five five two six two six three two eight. We will be right back with more Amanda Seal Show. The Amanda Seal Show. We up. We up. We up. here with Jeremiah like the Bible it is a Thursday group chat Thursday uh we're kicking off black music month because mm-hmm. you know it's June 1st it is and um black music month is always I mean we were just talking last hour about BET and I feel like it really just should go back to being like very grounded in black music but you know that's just my opinion um but black music month is always full of a lot of uh performances and shows and you know things dedicated to black music we actually will be doing smart funny and black at the national museum of african-american music in tennessee in nashville on june 17th as a part of their juneteenth celebrations and though the free tickets have already been given away because we are doing the shows for free you can live stream both shows, 7 p.m. and 9 p.m. Central Standard Time. Uh, you can live stream them at Amanda Seals TV on YouTube. So mark your calendars. First time ever. First time in history that Smart, Funny, and Black will be live streamed. And we are excited to be doing this with the National Museum of African American Music in Black Music Month. So look out for that. And uh, look out this hour for what we're going to be talking about in the group chat. What's up? We're going to talk about friendship. You know, we love to talk about relationships. We do. But friendships can get complicated when it's time to tell the truth, Amanda. Ah, the truth. Everybody want to hear the truth. So we're going to talk about the dichotomy of just like, when to tell your friends the truth and when not to tell them the truth. Can we take the truth? Can you handle the uh, truth? Uh, Plus, we got 60 second headlines coming up this hour as well. All right. All of that. Remember, the lines are open. So give us a ring. one 855 8 That's one 855 And remember that if you miss any of the show, you can listen to our daily podcast available wherever you get your podcast. It's time to listen, laugh and learn. It's the Amanda Seals Show. Welcome back to the Amanda Seals Show. It's Amanda Seals here with Jeremiah Like the Bible. So, Jeremiah, there's this video floating around the internet that, unfortunately, I can't remember where I found or else we would play you the audio. But this brother is basically saying that his homeboy was at the club mm-hmm. trying to holler at girls. And he told him, you got to stop because I was at your wedding. I spent all this money to be in your wedding. You got me calling this lady sis, you know, saying we family. Uh-huh. And now you want to be out here acting a fool? No, 
you need to sit down. I will buy you a drink, like cut it out. And also remember you're married and you brought me into this. (laughs) I paid my money. Now he said the friend was salty. He said the friend was salty with him for, for putting him in this place like this. But baby, this is the truth. It's the truth. This is the truth. Do you feel like he was out of pocket for saying that? No, I feel, one, like you said, I paid to be in this wedding. So, <laughs> and I think if you're a real friend, you're going to make, even when your friends are doing things that are, um, I don't say sketchy or whatever, when they're doing things that are unlike themselves or whatever, you you have to call them out and be like, Hey, you, you walking on shaky ground. Even if you, even if you aren't doing anything that sketchy, but you close to doing something sketchy, like this, the optics look I bad. I see the road right. you're going down. Let, don't do it. Cause I, I think too. You want that for your friends as well. You want them to tell you like I'm, I do. I'm being a little sketchy. You wilding right now, especially if you're cost you your marriage. I don't think I don't think a lot of people want that though. Maybe a lot is not the word, but there are people that don't want that from their friends. I believe it. I think a lot of people, I always say this. A lot of people want blind loyalty. They don't want friendship. They want people who are just loyal to them. So off the cliff, if I say this, even when you see people with um like say someone tells you a story like oh this is what happened instead of kind of being like oh. But when you said that part... Right, right. They want you like, yep, yeah, no, you right, you right, you right, you right. And it's like, sometimes you are right. But sometimes you was right about this part, but this other part was a little sketchy. It was a little shaky-bakey. <laughs> and they want to hear about the shaky-bakey part. It's the same way that people also do not want... Well, people want unconditional love. Mm-hmm. And it's like, no, I'm not your mother. <laughs> Definitely not your mother. This love is conditional. <laughs> you know, like, I mean, the conditions should be... To the best right. of our human selves. But ultimately, I think a lot of folks really, they want security. Mm. Humans really love security, even though you'll have people that are like, I'm a loner. I don't need anybody. Right. That's security. Right. You have decided that you find security and not having to rely on anybody. Mm. And ultimately, that's what I think we're all trying to fight this like uncertainty thing. And so when you have friends who might tell you the truth, that's like a level of uncertainty that's always <laughs> present. Well, especially if you're always out here doing stuff. that Because a lot of times you're doing stuff that's crazy and wrong. You know you're doing stuff that's crazy and wrong. You don't want nobody to tell you you're doing it crazy That's the people wrong. who get friends who do stuff that's crazy and wrong. But even then, there's people here like, okay, even for us, you wilding. Like, you got to bring it in. <laughs> you got to bring it back in. <laughs> so you, you want friends that are going to be real with you. You also have to be willing to be real with yourself. Mm-hmm. But I think there's also something to be said for like when it's time to be real mm-hmm. and when and how. And how. You know, people always say it's not what you say. It's how you say it. It's how true. you say it. Sometimes. Sometimes it's like, no, anyway, this was said. It needed to get said. Quit trying to deflect. Um, but when we get back, I want to talk about when is there a time to not tell a friend the truth. Okay. Okay. Are you the truth teller in your friend group? Cause I spent, um, five seasons on a TV show as the truth teller in the friend group <laughs> in the friend group. And folks hated me for it, but <laughs> Tiffany was that girl. She was not hitting. See, Tiffany was not here to play the, the Lawrence and Issa game <laughs> and live this lie that, you know, Issa was on the right. It all went down in the hot tub. The hot tub. That first season, they was really like, Tiffany is the worst. I'm like, what are y'all talking about? She just lied to this woman. Y'all lucky she kept the secret as long as she did. Mm-mm-mm. We love Easton Lawrence, though. We was enamored. I told you. I told her if she don't end up with him, this was all a waste of our time. Yeah, yeah. Cut it out. Well, we're not going to cut it out. We're actually going to be right here when you get back. So don't go anywhere. See Amanda Seal Show. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. This is the Amanda Seals Show. I'm Amanda Seals. Your favorite comedian, common sense specialist. I would say I'm a good friend. 
Okay. I've really tried my best to, you know, show up, be consistent, mm-hmm. you know, uh, be available, be reliable. Mm-hmm. And also to be honest. Got to be honest. But sometimes, sometimes you can't. You think so? You think sometimes you got to hold your mule, as they say, when it comes to the truth? Who in the back country of Atlanta, Georgia, <laughs> says that? <laughs> hold your mule? The people that's listening, people <laughs> in Houston are like, you good, you good, we got you, we got you. Um, but no, I think sometimes you feel like you, sh- you can't tell your friends the truth or you shouldn't or like maybe wait to tell the truth. Yes. I mean, okay. There are times that are just not the right time. Mm-hmm. So I will tell you a story. I would deal with seasonal depression, like in a very real way when I lived mm-hmm. in New York and just, I would really go through it during like November, December, January. Cause there was just like no sun. Um, and it's freezing. It's freezing. <laughs> yes. And like you, like people aren't doing stuff like they normally do. So you're also not getting a lot of like social interaction. Right. So a friend of mine was in town. She's no longer my friend, by the way, but a friend of mine was in town and she was in New York, I think for like two months because she was doing, she was filming something. So she was like in New York for like an expansive amount of time. So we got to spend more time with each other and we hadn't spent a lot of time with each other like that over the years, just cause she lived in LA. I lived in New mm-hmm. York over a blah, lot. Blah, blah. Um, long story short, she came over and the day that she had come over, I was like in a real low. Um, and I told her like, I don't know if you want to come over because I'm just like real low. Like I just need, I'm just like really on my like depressive stuff. And she was just like, no, no, no. Like I still want to come, like, let me come and, and you know, hold you down or whatever. So I'm like, all right, cool. So she comes over and she's like, um, we need to talk, you know, just like woman to woman. And I was like, I'm not, prepared for that. Like, I'm just not mentally like available for that today. I don't have it. (laughs) I don't have the woman to woman talk today. And she was like, well, I just feel like it's really important. I was like, I mean, can this wait? Like, is it urgent? Because I'm just not emotional. I'm not emotionally available. Mm. And that's what I mean by like, there are times where like, even if it's a valid truth, like if someone just doesn't got it, like they don't got it that day to even receive it. But she still pushed forward though. Because it's, you, me, it's like we're both wasting our breath. I'm telling you this thing, but you're not going to receive it right now. So what's, what are we doing? And if anything, it's going to create more confusion and more. Yeah. Situation. Because also the person can't receive it the way that you maybe want mm-hmm. them to. Mm-hmm. Right. So to your point now, you not only tell them the truth, but like you also tell them the truth in like the context mm-hmm. of a, a space that's not a safe space. Right. Right. I agree with that. I mean, I think she told me I was too, I was, I acted too manly and I'll never get a man. That's what she told me. <laughs> Not too manly. I'm screaming. Um, I think you have to, it's hard. And she felt like that needed to be said to me that day. Like she was like, this truth has to happen. Wait, so that's that, was other- the, that was the truth? Yeah. Oh, I thought she just added that. As- no, that oh. was the truth. <laughs> <laughs> this cackle. Because what was that? That was the truth. She was like, cause she had seen me like on a date and she was like, see, like you were competing with the guy because y'all were playing darts and you know, guys don't like that. Like you're too manly. Like I know that like you left the name diva behind, but you still carry it with you in your mannerisms. And I, I thought was it like, was something deep. I'm like, cause it had to be done today. It had to be done today. I feel like get at my house. I, was like, I did say that. <laughs> I was like, it's time for you to go. But I think you have to like know your friends too. I think you know if your friends are close. I feel like one, we have to be close enough for me to like, I guess, tell you the true truth. Because yeah. if we not don't have a relationship, you know what? I'm just go mind my business. <laughs> yeah. That go left real quick. Yeah. Versus yeah. people who are like, I guess, close to you in your inner circle. You know them pretty well to kind of be like, oh, this is a good time. This is not a good time. And also how to tell them certain things. I'm only going to hurt your feelings if you keep lying to yourself and then now you lying to me. Right. right. You're playing in my face. Right. Cut it out. 
And honestly, the hurting the feelings part is naturally be coming out because you're just like, cut the, like, I, you have to, one thing that I will say though, is that it's one thing to do this in friendships, but in a relationship it's a whole other thing. The, the, the keeping it real in relationships is a whole other meter y'all. And for those of y'all who are in it, you already know, like, it's not as loose Lucy goosey as the friendship. No, <laughs> you got to really, really be like, okay, it's time. <laughs> These are the words. Well, can you receive the truth, Amanda? People will say that I cannot, but when we come back, I will explain when and who I can receive the truth from. Keep it locked right here to the Amanda Seal Show. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Hey guys, it's a group chat Thursday right here at the Amanda Seals Show. It's Amanda Seals and Jeremiah like the Bible. We've been here chit-chatting about telling your friends the truth. Mm-hmm. And Jeremiah, you you were asking if I can receive the truth? I did ask that. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't sound confident. Because <laughs> as I was about to say it, I was like, why do people tell me that I can't receive the truth? And I re- and in that moment, I realized, but it's not that people it's not that I can't receive the truth from people, it's that people be thinking that their feelings are the truth. Okay. And if I'm not receptive to that, then it's like, oh, you're not mm-hmm. receiving the truth. And it's like, yeah, but you're giving a feeling mm-hmm. about me. You saying something about how you feel is your truth. Right. But like people will tell you, you act this way and you're just supposed to receive it mm-hmm. just because someone told you. No, I think it depends on who's telling you. There you go. I guess if I care, <laughs> I have to care that that's, that's your opinion. Because what is worth, everyone's opinion of you. But- I mean, like somebody told me I was mean one time and I was just, that actually hurt my feelings. Why did it hurt your feelings? Because I'm thinking I'm a mean person. I mean, it hurts my feelings every time. <laughs> I'm like, if I was like actually a mean person, I would be like, I don't but care. But you literally just, <laughs> last break, you said that you drag your friends. But no, I, I, but I that's do it why... out of like love. And, and I'm not just like walking around like with malice. Oh, that's the thing too. I'm not a, a malicious person either. I think that's what people don't understand about meanness. Right. Like mean is when you're just doing it just because like you, you like gain something from right. it. You're like Azula on Avatar The Last Airbender. <laughs> you just have this like weird fascination with like seeing other people in pain. Right. Also this person was someone I was like, Dating, and I was like, "Well, I'm mean. Why are you dating me if you if you think I'm a mean person?" <laughs> and I liked them back. That's why I was like, "That's really what it was." If I didn't like like them that much. I'd have been like, "I don't care." I feel like the the people who have all the the people who have told me I've been mean are the people who didn't want to receive a truth I was telling them. I can see that the truth can be mean. I don't like hearing stuff when it comes to art, though. I ain't gonna lie to you. Example. Well, you know, as an artist, you make stuff and you be like, I will say this. Okay, I, I mean, rehash uh, that. As an artist, I make things and I like to get feedback from my friends. I'm like, mm-hmm. I, I, and I go to my most honest friends, like, tell me the truth what you think about this thing. Because yeah. I'm not delusional. I don't want people to be no, like, No, and you don't want to be out here like, <laughs> this is amazing. And everybody behind you is like, ooh. Right, right, right. And I, and I always feel like things can always be better. Like, as an artist, you make things one way in your like little uh, bubble. Absolutely. And then you're like, okay, yes. now how does everybody else receive it? Yeah. But when people sit you down with their feedback, <laughs> if you're like, oh, that's how you feel. I mean, I didn't want you to be honest, but I didn't <laughs> expect like, I had a friend one time, she literally sent a script back with like red marks in it, like a, like a school <gasps> Like literally scanned it into a machine, marked it up oh and sent it back God. to me. That's a bit much. I mean, I appreciated like, are you really thorough with this? Yes. It was like, oh, that's a lot of red marks. Okay. I mean, I guess. And I think too, as an artist, it's personal. It's like, I worked hard on this thing. I'm proud of it. But after, and sometimes I push back with my friends when they give me notes. I'm like, I don't, okay, I don't know what you're talking about. Da, da, da. 
But I'll actually sit with it and be like, okay, that was right. Okay, that was right. And it actually makes the art better, which I can appreciate. Construct, that's what makes criticism constructive. Right. Versus right, you just talking, you know, ish. Hit me up, one eight five five amanda 8 What's your meter? one uh, I would love to hear from you guys. It was like, do you feel like you can receive the truth? And has it changed? Mm-hmm. Like, as you've gotten older, are you better about it? Are you less receptive? Because you're just like, I don't want to hear about it from nobody. Call me up, one eight five five amanda 8 That's one 262 60-second headlines when we get back. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. Yes, y'all, this is the Amanda Seals Show. It's Amanda Seals here. Happy Thursday to everybody out there. A lot going on in the world. It's a group chat Thursday, so we just be chit-chatting all day. But we always got to, you know, integrate some information in there. So it is time, Jeremiah, like the Bible, for 60-second headlines. Hit it. All right. So a 2020 video resurfaced, Amanda, of the Chick-fil-A boss, Dan Cathy, shining the shoes of rapper Lecrae during a plea to fight for racial justice injustice. He's coming in hot. But really, though, we do not need shoe shines. We need Chick-fil-A open on Sundays. Yes, facts, facts. And All stop right. being homophobic. <laughs> Next one. All right. Minnesota became the 23rd state in the United States to legalize recre- recreational cannabis. I mean, good for them. This makes sense. The kind of cold that exists in Minnesota, you need something to cut through that. And I'm sure some weed will help. All right, next one. Three former Amazon drivers, including an Iraq vex, sue Amazon for inhumane work conditions. You know how bad it got to be for an Iraq veteran to say, this is just too much for me? That really says a lot. He said, you know what? I, I'll go back to Desert Storm before I do this. <laughs> All right, last one. The smear campaign over the Little Mermaid movie is so intense that IMDb had to revamp its rating system for the movie. You see what black folks do? Black women always innovating <laughs> in whatever space we're in. And that is your 60-second headline. That's right. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. here with Jeremiah like the Bible and uh, it is June 1st dang how how I don't understand time and it continues to go Uh, (laughs) Mariah Carey made her national TV debut on June 1st performing Vision of Love on the Arsenio Hall show in 1990 there you go there you go (laughs) also Napster Remember Napster? You don't remember Napster, do you? I do. You were a baby. Napster was a file sharing service that let users download songs for free, and it went online June 1st, 1999. That's the year I graduated from high school. It was a big deal. Big deal. Napster also forever changed the music industry, like literally forever (laughs) and ever and ever. Uh, Well, you know what else changed? Like the internets of things? What? Um, Facebook. Yes, it did. It did. And so this hour, oh, what yeah. are we going to be talking about? <laughs> so there's a debate happening on Facebook, Amanda. <laughs> and it's over The Little Mermaid, surprisingly. You know, we've got good reviews. And it's not the kind of debate you think. 
What? It's, it's interesting. They talking about whether or not young boys <laughs> should go see the movie. Oh, I haven't. I know what this is about. <laughs> but I love that they're acting as if this wasn't the original plot of the movie and they're acting surprised. But we'll get into that. Um, we're also going to talk about, like, what are some things parents should actually be worried about in terms of teaching their sons? Mm-hmm. You know, my ho- my homeboy was at the house the other day. And he was like, I am 50 something years old and really just grasping the reality that this whole world is set up for men to be trash. And if you're going to be outside of that, then you're going to have to like make a decision to do that. The world is not like naturally just bringing you into goodness. Not at all. You got to do the work. Go see the lady, as they say. Go see the lady, you know, (laughs) and as a parent, you got a shepherd. Um, So we'll get into that. We're going to talk about uh, Jeremiah's most likely to for the week. And... Every Friday, I do things I learned this week where I share with you guys something that I have learned. And I love when you guys also share with me something that you have learned this week. So remember to call me up. 1-855-AMANDA-8. That's 1-855-262-6328. Beautiful thing about community is that knowledge being power means that if we are sharing knowledge, then we are empowering each other. So let's lift each other up in that way. All right. It's time to listen, laugh, and learn. It's the Amanda Seal Show. We'll be right back. Yes, y'all, this is the Amanda Seals Show. I'm Amanda Seals, and no, I have not seen The Little Mermaid with Halle Bailey yet. Me either. German like the Bible, echoing the sentiment. Okay, so let's just put that out there first. <laughs> right, right. Well, we have seen the original Little Mermaid. We have. With the redhead. Yes. But they're both still redhead. The, yes. white, the white Ariel. The white Ariel, black Ariel. <laughs> you know, it's like it's like black on Viv, light skin on Viv. <laughs> I'm screaming. What do people on Facebook are doing? People on Facebook do Amanda. Yes, Facebook, if, arguing from the back <laughs> of an Olive Garden. It's just like there's like the rest of the social media: Twitter, mm-hmm. uh, TikTok, TikTok, Instagram, and then YouTube. Facebook. We yep. over there. They over there talking about whether or not parents should take little boys to go see The Little Mermaid because it's quote unquote a girls' movie. Oh, that's not what I thought you were going to tell me. Oh, what did you think? I thought that the debate was going to be about the fact that, you know, she is literally giving up her legs to be with a man. And are we telling our sons that women should have to give things up in order to be with you, even if you don't have to give anything up? You know, Facebook not that deep. I was hoping. (laughs) You know, Facebook is not that deep. That's, I mean, that's that's the conversation. But they ain't. But you know what? This. But you know what? Who's talking about this? These are the same people who are talking about banning books. These are the same people who are just on this like really reductive, myopic, uh, misogynist, patriarchal, sometimes transphobic, homophobic mm. mindset that they're masking as Christianity. Right, right. I mean, I, I also just don't see like somebody made the statement. They says, okay, so if little boys can't go see the Little Mermaid, does that mean like little girls can't go see the Transformer movie that's coming? No, out they cannot. <laughs> next no. week. <laughs> You know, because their their thought process is that they're trying to, like, make men masculine, right? Mm-hmm. But these are the same people who are also, like, being abused by toxic masculine men. Mm-hmm. Like, Lauren Boebert is absolutely being abused. Her son is absolutely being abused. And then she covered it up. Uh, and you're wondering, what kind of men are you trying to build? What kind, of, what kind of men are you trying to raise when you feel like they can't see a movie about a girl mm-hmm. without it somehow undermining... Their, their mas- boyhood. Their masculinity. Also, Pool is great. The movie's great. It's a great movie. The film is a classic. Yeah. Well, why are we gender why are we gendering stories? But that's a great question. I think there's an idea, especially because I guess Ariel's a Disney princess. There's also like things around there where people kind of feel like these movies are, are are explicitly for girls, even the messaging of it, the way it looks. Um there was one So g- they're like, go to see Finding Nemo. <laughs> Those are fish. <laughs> 
<laughs> I mean, what it's worth, I mean, I feel like if you go see Vine and Nemo, you see the Little Mermaid. They pretty much in the same. I mean, they're in the same setting. <laughs> I'm, sur- I'm sure there is a Finding Nemo, uh, what do they call it? Easter egg mm-hmm. in, oh, in Little, Little Mermaid. Mermaid. Probably. Oh, my God. Now I'm going to go look when I see the movie. Yeah. That's very cool. Um, but I think also, like, cause you, like you said, it has the hint of like homophobia. It's kind of like. Of my son's going to be gay if I let him go see The Little Mermaid. I mean, I will say that there was a three-year-old that used to live above me in my apartment <laughs> building in New York. And he used to sing Part of Your World all the time. And I was like, he a little. But that ain't a tipping point, though. That no, was, it's not. Was, I mean, there was many other factors right, that let right. me know, like, oh, he's one of the girls. It's with anything. I feel like when people are like, this thing is going to do something. It's like, is that so the thing? So that's what people don't understand. Like, a movie is not <laughs> making your child's sexual desires supplanted. Right, like, right. there isn't like a... Okay, so like, there's always the stories about like, oh, this dude just smoked one wrong blunt and it uh-huh. just completely changed him for his whole life. Uh-huh. They're not planting cocaine. <laughs> In the movie, you know what I'm saying? Like right. there isn't an there isn't a subliminal message in mm. this movie that's gonna tap into your child's pituitary gland and unleash a hidden genome that will change their sexuality. Because mm. I also last I checked, there are no gay people in actually Little Mermaid. <laughs> like, the reality is that your kids are gay because they were born that way right. and they got it from you. Oh, not they, they ain't gonna like that, Amanda. I know, but they, they go, did. They gonna call you. They got it from you. You are the ones who create them. Your genes. You are passing on genes. So at the end of the day, whatever they've got going on in them as a human, they got it from you. And you should be proud of that. And you should nurture it. And you should honor it. And you should share, you know, your experiences with them and help them to understand how to move forward with what they receive from you. Also, let little kids just do little kids stuff. It's Under like, the sea. Let them sing the songs. With the- Under the sea. Look, listen. Because everyone at school talking about it. Can so they're going to find a way to see it. But can you imagine everyone, go see the, everyone wants to go see the movie? You're the only person that can go see the movie. <laughs> I remember when I was on My Brother and Me on Nickelodeon and I was in gymnastics. The, like the show premiered and everyone mm-hmm. watched it. Right. And then this one girl did not watch it, Tiffany. And she was like, yeah, I didn't watch it because my dad said I couldn't watch it because there was too many black people on it. <gasps> you know. And so we kept talking about it. And this is in Florida. Of course. Okay. I was on the people to, to connect the dots there mm-hmm. on that one. <laughs> well, we're going to keep connecting the dots on this when we get back. We're going to talk about what are some things that parents should actually be worried about in teaching their sons. Okay. And you know what? This sounds like a perfect segment for Supreme. <laughs> the Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Welcome back. Hey, everybody. Happy Thursday. It's the Amanda Seal Show here with Jeremiah Like the Bible. Jeremiah, was good? What's up? What's up? We are also joined by our engineer, Supreme. What's happening? What's happening? What's happening? We up, we up, we up. Now, y'all know, anytime we talk about kids and parenting, <laughs> <laughs> we always bring in Supreme. Uh, I'm going to put a we baby crying about- sound effect in my background. <laughs> <laughs> Go change that diaper. Go change that diaper. Now, Supreme, we were talking about how people don't want to bring their kids to see Little Mermaid because... Their sons, particularly. Their, right. Their sons, because they're saying it's too girly, uh, which we feel like is just some BS, right? Like, if your son said he wanted to see... Well, first of all, you have a 19-year-old. I have a 19-year-old and a 7-year-old. He'll be 8 and on June 11th. Yeah. D- does he want to go see the Little Mermaid? 
He did want to go see the Lur- Little Mermaid. He did go see the Lur- Little Mermaid, as a matter of fact. He did. Did you feel some type of way? I didn't. He did, he did. I didn't. No, no, no. I didn't. I thought about it. Like, did I have I ever seen the Little Mermaid? Because I don't like I've seen I saw the Little Mermaid when I was over at my cousin's house, but it right. didn't really resonate with me like that. I didn't see what the big deal was about the Little Mermaid like that. Fair. It just didn't resonate with me. But I feel I feel like it's a different time, though. Right. Like those were animated films. And I do feel like that was a different time. But now it's like things are so much more worldly. Like I feel like kids are hearing about things in such a more like uh, topical way. And like you said, like it's live action. And the first black Little Mermaid, I think that's part of it, too. It's like, oh, fish. Did he like it? Yeah, I mean, he he likes all stuff like that. So it it doesn't really matter if it's somebody singing, dancing, all that type of stuff he likes. But he goes crazy over Sonic. Like, Sonic is his guy. So, you know, it's all all in the same neighborhood. Now, what are some things, because we feel like this was like nonsense, that people were like, we shouldn't bring our children to this. But what are some things parents should actually be worried about teaching their sons? This is a big one. I think you should be worried about um, morals. Mm-hmm. I think you should be worried about, you know, telling the truth. I think telling the truth is the biggest thing that you should teach all children <laughs> is just telling the truth, whether it's sons or daughters, but telling the truth. Mm. I mean, we were, we were talking about that earlier in the show, <laughs> just about the whole, like, when it's time to tell your friends the truth, when it's time to tell your kids the truth. I mean, so my next door neighbor, like I get their daughter is like brilliant. And so I got these kids books. And it's uh, a kid's guide to feminism, a kid's guide to empathy, and a kid's guide to systemic racism. Mm-hmm. Uh, when do you feel like it's, is it ever too early to teach your kids about racism? I think you got to drop gems on them when they're young. Now, now I don't ever think you're too young because that's pretty much a survival skill, being able to survive racism. Mm-hmm. How does the truth end up getting shared? Like, what kind of filter system do you have to put the truth through when you're talking to your kids? Uh, it depends. Like, I don't expose my, well, the internet, like if you let your kids get on the internet, you're going to get all kinds of questions. So do you remember any questions that you had to like really struggle with? How do I answer this? Not, not anything I can think of off of the top of my head. That's a good question though, because I've really got to think about that. What about the 19 year old? My 19 year old. No. You know what? My 19-year-old saw that movie, Two Girls, One Cup. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And that was, like, traumatic. I had to really, that like, he, I had to sit down and talk to him about that. Like, that's not right, son. Can like, you sit down and talk to me about that? Yo. I never be able to see that. Why'd you bring that back to my consciousness? Yeah. Like, somebody was sharing that at the school, and he ended up seeing it. I'm like, nah, that ain't it, my boy. <laughs> <laughs> that ain't it at all. <laughs> <laughs> that ain't it. Well, I wonder what what was his line of questioning? Like, Dad, like, is this really a thing? Nah, he was just like, I saw the video, and what were they doing with that? And then it was bad. Here was the worst part about it. I had to show my mom the video for her to understand what he was even talking about, what he saw. Oh so it's my like <laughs> this is generational trauma now. Oh my gosh. Well, I mean, I think um, you're right though. The honesty thing, especially in this day and age where people just be lying. Absolutely. 
Do you feel like um, the honesty thing is shared amongst like his peers or do you feel like he's like standing, they're standing out? No, <laughs> no. Uh, I feel like, you know, that's the main problem with kids today is they're influenced by other people who aren't being raised with any type of morality or any type of standards at all. Like no standards. Well, y'all keep listening to us right here at the uh, Amanda Seal Show. Supreme, stick around with us. We got another break talking about these kids when we get back. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. This is the Amanda Seal Show. I'm Amanda Seals here with Jeremiah, like the Bible. I just got a call from an old agent. I don't know what that's about. They better not be acting like they owe, I owe them money. Um, <laughs> we're we're also hanging out with Supreme, our engineer, talking about these kids. Mm-hmm. All right, now. Jeremiah, you you on this group chat Thursday, you really you put this one in the book. I did. So, you know, we talked about whether or not like, you know, kids or sons particularly. We talked about like sons going to see the Little Mermaid. People feel like you couldn't do it because it was a girls movie. We talked about things you should also teach your kids. But listen, at, looking at looking about this story in the debate on Facebook, it made me think about like growing up. I guess I did things that weren't considered like what boys should do. And I feel like I kind oh. of like broke that mold. In my, I, I don't, and I guess I, I don't feel like it. Changed me anyway. I feel like my parents were. What is something that you did that it was like boys shouldn't do this? I mean, like I was like, well, I have, I was in like dance, I was like in ballet, things like that growing up, and I feel like you know that's traditionally you put like little girls in ballet, and I think my parents just kind of saw like, oh, he he likes to dance, and it, it kind of just morphed like without thinking about it. If that makes sense, like I literally. My one of the rules in my house was that we all had to play a sport. Like my dad was pretty much like, you can't sit in the house all day. Like you have to do something. Yeah. <laughs> do something. So like by default, as a young boy, you put little boys in like a sport. T ball, right. soccer. I did T ball. Hated T ball. I did f- little league football, and I was a nuisance. Um, uh. I, would like, I would like walk out of practice like I'm not doing this. Then <laughs> go up to like my dad's practice. He was another coach at the uh, park, and he would like cuss me out and send me back down to my coach. <laughs> But one year I was just like, I don't want to do this no more. I just don't want to do this no more. And my parents were okay with it. My dad was like, okay. He was more so mad that I told him after he had paid a little money for me to play. Right. Yeah, <laughs> and he was really big. Part. He was really big on going back to like teaching your kids things. He taught us about like, once you commit to something, you finish the commitment. Like you don't commit to something and be like, oh, I don't want to do it no more because mm-hmm. it's whatever. But through that, it let me go like, go dance, go be in, in theater, go act, do all those different type of things. So I'm sure people were like, you got your son over there dancing. <laughs> What's going on with that? Supreme, did you ever find yourself wanting to do things that apparently were girly? Um, I was into nature a lot. So I I was really outside a lot. Yeah, I was into nature a lot. But I don't really in Baltimore. Where was it? It's all kinds of forests and stuff in Baltimore (laughs) outside. We used to always be outside. So I wouldn't say it was necessarily anything that boys weren't supposed to do or anything like that but back to what jeremiah said like a lot of people that will play sports would have to take ballet classes like i took a ballet class um one time when i was in basketball we had to take that for agility and stuff like that so it can kind of intertwine i mean i feel like when i was a kid um it wasn't that i was doing things that weren't quote-unquote like not allowed but i feel like it was just more so that I would be doing things that just no one else was doing. Right. Like I all of a sudden was like, I want to learn hieroglyphics and mm. <laughs> I need you to get that together. And so my mom had like, she didn't have to, but she bought me a hieroglyphic set, you know? And I was like really on it. And everybody was getting Christmas cards with their name spelled in hieroglyphic stamps. But I think there is something we said about, you know, people try to put kids like a mode, like, 
kids have to be like boys do oh, this, very much. Or not just boys and girls, but just kids in general. Like they do these type things. They play little league. They go do gymnastics. But like, there's so many other interests that kids kind of have that aren't always quote unquote typical. When I think back about the stuff that my mom was doing, and I'm just like, and goes coloring books. Like when I was in, like when I was in the VPA, like the drama school, they we all had to like learn a monologue. Mm-hmm. Y'all, why I wrote my monologue? <laughs> They were like, no. You have to go find one. You got to find a monologue from a play. And I was like, I can't just do a monologue that I wrote. I wrote a whole monologue book. And I was, <laughs> and I passed out the monologue. This is from a book. This a is publica- from a book. A publication. Yeah. But I think so you were only child too. I think like in my. <laughs> Shade. Well, no, like in my case, like my parents had three other kids. That's like, uh, that kind of were like typical. Then you have this other kid. that's like, wait, why is this kid? Because even my. No, but actually, let me just tell you there. My mom ended up raising my uncle from through all of high school. Okay. So like she actually did have, have like another. an yeah, and he was weird as hell too. I see. He had a band called Minimum Wage. And <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Supreme, for joining us. Uh, as always, you add an added piece of perspective to us here at the Amanda Seal Show. When we get back, Jeremiah like the Bible has got a seal show superlative for you and yours. Hit us up one eight five five Amanda Eight. What were you like as a kid? What were you doing that had the town talking? You know, were you was you in the creek coming home with toads? That's the type of stuff I was also on. Good job. Uh, we'll be right back to the Amanda Seal Show. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. We ain't nobody's fool. No. We shaking up the system. Rewrite unwritten rules. Oh, come on. We speak the world on this We shine. Seals here with Jeremiah like the Bible. We've been here all day long. It is June 1st. It's the first of the month. It's Morgan Freeman's birthday. He was born in 1397. I mean, 1937. I was like, what? I mean, it wouldn't surprise you. That man been old the whole time. Whole time. The whole time. That's why he played God all the time. Correct. It's also uh, Coach Curry, uh, Coach Cooper, hanging with Mr. Cooper. Mark Curry's birthday, 1961. Hanging with Mr. Cooper. That was a good show. Shout out to Holly Robinson. Uh, But what do we got coming up this hour? We've been talking all day. We had a good group chat day. We did. But it's not over yet. No? We got one more hour for the people. Okay. We're going to talk about a woman who gifted herself a year free of work for her 30th birthday. Can we just... Because that's a play. That's a responsibility and planning. Right. So we're going to talk about that. Plus, we got some 60-second headlines coming up this hour. What would I do for the whole year off from work? That's a good question. We got to talk about it. What would y'all do? Hit us up. 1-855-AMANDA-8. That's 1-855-262-6328. Remember, you can follow us on social media at Seals Said It. And you can call us up, okay? Like, I don't just be given the number. You can call us up and share your thoughts. And also, if you missed any part of the show, you can check it out wherever you get your podcast. The latest episode of my other podcast, Small Doses, is out. Side effects of climate change. I'm telling y'all, this is that one. I loved this episode because it was an episode. Well, because it was an episode where I thought like, okay, we're going to talk about climate change, like obviously. But it ended up being just so much more informative and so much more interesting and also like, Hilarious, like like sis Celine, Celine Simon is that she is that one. She was definitely not playing games with us, and she definitely had the jokes and the facts. So make sure you check that out wherever you get your podcast, and you can watch it today, 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern, when it premieres premieres on YouTube at Amanda Seals TV. 
All right. All right. Well, we'll be right back. It's time to listen, laugh, and learn. It's the Amanda Seals Show. Yes, y'all. How you doing out there? It's the Amanda Seals Show. I'm Amanda Seals rocking out with... Jeremiah, like the Bible. And we have been in the group chat all day talking about being truthful to your friends. Mm-hmm. You know, when is that okay? And when is it doing too much? We talked about, you know, people are really complaining about the Little Mermaid and saying they don't want to bring their sons because it's too girly. Yeah, a mess. A mess. But we also talked about just like, as kids, you know... What what were you doing as a kid that may have been like a weird thing? Atypical. Atypical. We love hearing about you guys talking about like what you were like when you were young. So hit us up 1-855-AMANDA8. That's 1-855-262-6328. I'm forgetting about something else we talked about too. But what are we talking about right now? We're talking about a young lady who kind of went viral on, on the internet because she let everybody know for my 30th birthday, I gifted myself a year of free work. And I absolutely love that for myself. I planned my financial commitments and said bye to my nine to five employment so I could travel, sleep, eat, and watch TV. Thank God for blessings like this. I love this for her. I love this for her. Yeah. Rest. I mean, listen, professors take sabbaticals. Mm -hmm. uh, And also like in other countries, they have like PTO for like this type of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, Of course, in America, we're like, no. You either work or you die. Right, right. And even if you are working, you're still going to die <laughs> with nothing. Um, what do you think about this? And do you feel like you could do it? I love this. To your point, like in America, you know, you can't even take a PTO day to uh, get your kidney shit. You're like, I have a kidney transplant. Can I get a day off? <laughs> so I think I, I, I applaud this, especially like for someone who's like 30. Like I'm sure she's been in the workforce for a good amount of time at this point. But before you enter that next stretch, let me take let me reset my mind. A year is a long time. It is. That's Now, that's where it got me. Because could I do this? In theory, yes. I think you, everyone needs to reset. But I would have to give myself actual tactical things to do. Like, I have to have, like, a to-do list that isn't work-related. That's leisurely, but, like, action items. Otherwise, I would drive myself crazy. Well, because the other thing about it is that I know people are like, well, I would travel. But it's like, okay, wait now. Because mm-hmm. you done, you done set up things that you had money for your bills. Right. But then you have another surplus of money to travel. Right. What job is this? Mm-hmm. You know? I mean, if you're doing it right, you can make anything happen with some money. If you... If you I also don't know her, like her living situation. Maybe she like live with the mama and her, uh, you know. Hey, I know. You got a roommate, you know. I know a homegirl who was working at like a very prestigious magazine for mm-hmm. quite some time. And then the pandemic came. She left. She moved in with her parents. And she's like, I'm still living with my parents. <laughs> and let me tell you, she's still just set in. I see her still doing her thing. Um, But she's just like, she was talking about it uh, recently on her podcast. She was just like, you know. People look down on this, but ultimately I'm fine with this. And I think she's also fine with like not being pressed about a man too. Mm-hmm. Cause that's the other reason why <laughs> you're like, I got to get out of this. Right. Cause I, it's cool to you that and you're like, Oh, where you stay at? <laughs> well, you know, in between, I'm in between places right now. I don't even think it's that. I think it's really just like, it's cool with you dating until like you can only be at their crib. And if their yeah. crib ain't hitting like that, yeah. you're like, Oh my God. Or they like, why can't they come to your house? We, we re renovating. <laughs> I would be very loud and proud. I am living with my you're mom. A woman, that's why as a man is different. People at judge. this point, I don't think so. I don't. I don't think with your generation is different. It's the same. They they would judge. They would clown you. They got a whole other thing that. Well, I'm not a heterosexual man, but they have a whole other thing that men can't do just off GP, <laughs> just off regular stuff. <laughs> that list is so hilarious. <laughs> men cannot blow their candles out. No. That's gay. Uh, they be like, men cannot plan their own uh, birthday dinners. Right. They can't go on trips. They can't. Do <laughs> That's one. That, that's just that list. So the original list definitely got Kelly with your mama. I know that's on there. 
All right. Well, we got to talk next when we get back how you would spend your year of no work. I want y'all to think about it and call us up. How would you spend your year of no work? And I want you to really like be think like a five year old. Be fantastical. Use your imagination. Call us up. One eight five five Amanda eight. That's one eight five five two six two six three two eight. We'll be right back. The Amanda Seal Show. We up. We up. We up. We're here at the Amanda Seal Show. It's a group chat Thursday. I'm here joined by Jeremiah. You like the Bible. Uh, how would you spend a year of no work? If you didn't have to work for a year, because mm-hmm. there's a sister that went viral on the internet that she planned her financial commitments and said goodbye to her nine to five employment for a year. If you could do that, what would you do? I would definitely want to travel, like go different I places. I would definitely. <laughs> and not necessarily like even crazy places, just places I've never been um, or places that have intriguing. Um, would you want to like stay there for like stretches of time? Not necessarily. You okay. Know, I like I like the hit it and quit it. Because like, you know, some people like to be like, I'm gonna stay here for a month. I'm gonna tell no. and then I'm gonna go to this place for a month. I had a friend who lived abroad for like two years. I'm like, I don't know how you did it. I can't do it. Same. I'm, I'm very much I gotta go back home. Same. <laughs> like, I got to go back home. I don't know what y'all are doing. This suitcase life ain't the one for can't me. Can't do it, can't do it. So I definitely would travel to see different like just like quirky places. Like, oh, like um, It's a quirky place. I'm like even seeing like the the little space needle in um Seattle, like stuff like it's random stuff. Like I uh, wait, okay, okay. I said, think imaginative, and you said Seattle. Well, no, because you think about this. I think to your point, you want to, people think, oh, lavish. I'm gonna do this. You got you got to pace yourself. It's, it's a year. <laughs> you got oh yeah. This I, man said, I'm not even leaving the time zone. But then I definitely want to go to places that are like relaxing, like tropical. I would go to like an island and like relax. That would be like a week, like maybe two weeks for that. I could do two weeks on an island, just relaxing, just. You know, this sounds real American, but also I would want to like just make things. I'm a maker. I'm a creative person. I feel like Mm. even when I'm not making something, I'm making something. So I I would do things that just weren't attached to an end result. That's such a beautiful space to be in. Yeah. So like, you know, whether it be like make music, like during the pandemic, a lot of times I spent my time like in life and just making songs just because I enjoy doing it. It was fun and it, it was no pressure. I was able to get my creative energy out. Also move. I feel like I'd be in the house all the time. Like, you know, I got to get my body back together. So yeah. I would actually do like more like, not actually like going to the gym exercising, but like go swimming, go hiking, bike riding, things like that. that are in go nature. in the creek with Young Supreme. I don't know about the creek. <laughs> That's how you get, uh, what they call like ticks little ticks and like leeches. <laughs> I be so scared when I see them videos of people. They're like, I went into the swamp in, in Australia and I came back with a, a, a tapeworm. My homeboy got bit by a roach. In the Philippines. Wait, roaches bite? In the Phil- Yes, they do actually. <laughs> and he got bit by a roach in the Philippines and got what's called like jungle foot. See? Because what is that? Like, how do I even, how do we get here? Now my year of free, freedom, <laughs> I'm in a hospital. I'm documented on TikTok. Y'all, look at <laughs> My toe about to fall off. What would you do for a year free of work? Because you have many jobs. So I would paint. Um, and I think I would just really make it my business to try to be in tropical spaces, mm-hmm. but I have cats. I have like two cats and a dog. So I don't feel like I can be gone like a just long, time. long times because like, I love my animals. I love my pets. And Jordy, you know, you can, uh, Americans be feeling like I can have a dog anywhere. No, you can't. Okay. <laughs> this is not even, especially in LA, they'd be like, you can have a dog anywhere. No, you can't. And take, stop bringing your dog to Pilates. <laughs> That's a bit, a bit extreme. The dog's not even having a good time. The dog's not Someone time. came to Pilates with the dog and rolled out their yoga mat, and then the dog was sitting on their own. The dog was on his own yoga mat. Don't get me I'm started. I'm not playing with y'all. I it, mean, that is very LA, though. Isn't it, though? Like, I can actually picture that. But honestly, like, that's really what it would be. I mean, I've. So you're at a point in your life where you're still, like, establishing mm. yourself, and I feel like you are still, like, 
looking at a, a, a forest of trees that like you want to get to the other side of. I don't really feel that way in the same way that I used to. I think that there's like little, there's like independent projects that I'm like, I want to get this done and I'm going to really feel good about this. Mm -hmm. But the more I stick around, the more I'm just like, you know, you don't have to put yourself through like a heavy lift. Like you really can just chill. <laughs> what do you guys, what would you do if you could spend a year of your life not working? one 855 8 Call us up. That's one 262 A whole year, y'all. Put your, put, just let your imagination run wild and hit us up. When we get back, we got 60 second headlines. Keep it locked. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. We about to head on out of here, y'all. It's the Amanda Seal Show. I'm Amanda Seals, your favorite comedian and common sense specialist. Jeremiah, I like the Bible. Did you have a good day? I did. He's laughing because we were just talking about, like, if you had a whole year off, what would you do? And I know somebody would say what you just said, which is. I'm going to go have me a baby. Don't do that if you get a whole year off. That's going to mess up your year, actually. Oh, my gosh. But then, like, real maternal people would be like, that would allow me to be able to be there for the... I don't know. If you already you got... Y'all ruining it. Well, you already got kids, that's one thing. But to go intentionally get pregnant, I don't feel... I feel like people... They enjoy pregnancy, but they don't want to spend a year off being pregnant. There are people in the car right now that are looking at us crazy because they love being pregnant. Because they love having kids. Well, spend your year like that. I ain't gonna like, don't call me. I'm gonna sign a babysit. <laughs> but like, I'm 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 in the Philippines trying to <laughs> avoid the uh, the, the roach. roaches. If you're trying to figure out what we're talking about, you gotta listen to the rest of the episode. And you can do that wherever you get your podcast. And if you miss any other episodes of the Amanda Seal Show, you can listen wherever you get your podcast. Like for instance, today we talked about what we think should happen with BET. We did. Yeah, we thought it was a long time ago. We, we should, what should happen with BET? We also talked about what makes a real friend in telling them and being a truth teller. Mm-hmm. And for the accountable. And can you receive the truth from your friends? Can you dish it and take it? Mm-hmm. Also, there's a whole Facebook debate on the Little Mermaid. You gotta you gotta listen to find out what they're debating about because child, it's a madness. It's a mad world. We also, of course, gave 60 second headlines. Right. Keeping y'all in the know of things. I gave us still show superlative today. Yes, you did. Most likely to take that ring off. Ooh, ooh, who is it? It wasn't. I thought it was Chanel Chanel Iman, <laughs> who basically like finalized her divorce the same week she got engaged. My jaw just dropped. Uh, listen, you like it? <laughs> you know, right? You like, I, I love, love it. it. I love it. <laughs> and just a side note, like her her mom, her like her mother in law was in the comments, like you're not divorced yet. I mean, <laughs> g- girl, like. It's it's the pay, the ink is on the it's there on the paper the paperwork is submitted. We done let this go. <laughs> Your son's already on the Instagram with a chick. I'm out here. She still love her. She like that's my that's my daughter in law. You got grandbabies. You you good. You good. Anywho, give us a call one eight five five Amanda eight and uh, let us know your thoughts on whatever, especially things you learned this week. Every Friday, I share with y'all things I've learned this week, and I would love to hear from you guys about the things you learned this week. Uh, we have a Friday tomorrow, so we also got the public seals announcement. We got the black spin, and we're gonna keep it positive with black joy stories all day long. All that and more. All right, I will see y'all tomorrow. Jeremiah, like the Bible. Tell him bye. Bye, y'all. See y'all for Black Joy Friday. Remember, we are each other's business. When we look out for each other, we lift each other up. Happy Black Music Month. Peace. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up.